This is What the FC. I'm Will Martin. And I'm Matt McCutcheon. MLS is weird, and we love a good story. Let's go. Welcome to What the FC. Today, we are going to give you a quick overview of who the heck we are and why you should listen to us. <laughs> yes. uh, no, in all seriousness, though, uh, I'm Will Martin, just to remind you. And I'm Matt McCutcheon. And we just want to give you a quick overview of where we're from, who we are, uh, and then a little bit of overview on what this podcast is going to be. So why did we start it? Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of topics are we going to cover? What's the schedule going to be like? You're going to find all that information here. So uh, just to start us off, Matt, can you tell us a little bit about just your basic biographical info? Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Hilton Head, South Carolina, but um, I, I've lived um, in Rock Hill, South Carolina for a while and in the mountains in North Carolina in a town you probably never heard of. But, right. um, yeah, I probably haven't. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I'm 21 years old and a business administration major at Queens University of Charlotte. So I first started playing soccer just like kind of rec league when I was like five or six years old. Um, so that was kind of like my first exposure, but it was nothing serious because I mean, I was one of three boys. So, um, me and my brothers would always be playing any sport. So we'd play basketball, football, baseball, soccer. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it was just some that I enjoyed playing when it was that time of the year. And, uh, and yeah, as I got older towards middle school, um, my brother was just graduating high school and he was, gave me a piece of advice of, um, hey Matt, like you should just stick to one sport and like you're at a time right now in middle school where you can really capitalize on that and eventually go to college to play, uh, because that was a big regret of his. And, and so I, I mean, in seventh grade, I was just sitting in my room just like, Oh God, what, what sport do I want to like stick to? <laughs> so I was playing basketball and I was playing soccer and, um, playing football as well. So just a typical American and, uh, and yeah, I was just like, I, I really enjoy soccer. I really want to see what that what that will be like. And so ever since then, just been really, really focusing on that. And I had two season ending um, injuries my freshman and sophomore year before uh, or just after trials for club. And so I, I miss those from like knee surgery and, and stuff. That was just a recurring problem. And eventually uh, just focused on high school soccer. So that was pretty much my breakthrough had my coach be my mentor and, and stuff and started playing club and made, um, some all-star games here and there. And, and then one state championship two years in a row, my junior and senior year. Um, and that's when I really tried to focus on like the recruiting process and sending out emails, sending out any highlights that I had and, um, just my resume and everything to coaches around the area, pretty much the Southeast. But, uh, but yeah, then got an offer to play at Queens uh, here in Charlotte and I was super stoked about that and played um, I guess I was 2018 and played in the fall there and it was just like a different level of play than I was totally used to because I just didn't have like that I guess that background that a lot of other players people coming from academies semi-pro and uh, everything at Queens and really struggled <laughs> to be honest yeah. a lot there uh, I'm not even gonna front um uh, as if I'm like I was some you know all-star or whatever <laughs> but uh but yeah so I played 
I had Queens and got through the spring of 2019 and just was really not enjoying it. Um, kind of like lost that passion for soccer, that right. love and um, that I really um, enjoyed in high school. And eventually that summer, I, I decided that I was going to step off from the team, which was like a really, really big deal for me. That was like my identity was all about being a soccer player. That's what I would first tell people is like, hey, yeah, I play soccer at Queens as if, you know, that, that was something that means something right. um, to them. And yeah. And, and so that was pretty much my background with soccer. I always grew up watching it, watching the U.S. men's national team and really, really love European soccer. I'm a huge Arsenal supporter. And been following them for a while, but right. but yeah, so that's pretty much like a very brief background into mm-hmm. my my playing career, and then also my career as like a fan. Yeah. So as for me, um, I'm from the Rock Hill, South Carolina, Fort Mill, South Carolina area. Fun fact: me and Matt actually uh, went to elementary school yep. together and <laughs> yeah. part of middle school yeah. uh, before he moved down to Hilton Head. Um, mm-hmm. And then I moved to Fort Mill, South Carolina, yeah. in, in order to um, go to high school. Uh, and because my dad had a job change, um, but yeah, so that's where I'm from. Uh, I'm also currently 21. I'm a communication major uh, at Queen's University of Charlotte, where both me and Matt are students. Similar background to him, I've played forever since the last time I could remember. I think my mom put me in t-ball at one point when I was like six years old, and that's the last time I played a sport other than soccer. Yeah, it was with Roar in Rock Hill, South Carolina. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, this is our recreational sports organization when we were little kids. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's like church ball pretty much. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, And that's the last time I played a sport other than soccer. Uh, (laughs) It it didn't go well. (laughs) It was was not a great experience. So I stuck with soccer after that. Um, Came up through, played quite a bit of club soccer, played varsity soccer in high school, all that kind of stuff. Ended up going through the college soccer recruiting process and ended up at Queens University Mm -hmm. with Matt. Um, I'm now going into my fourth year, my senior year. Uh, I captained the team last year. Um, so I've played, I've been a full-time starter for two years, my sophomore and junior year, played a bit my freshman year, played like crap, got benched. We've all had that experience. (laughs) Um, and then this, this was supposed to be my senior year, but obviously COVID-19 has thrown a wrench into everyone's well laid plans. Um, so that, that's where I've been and Mm -hmm. that's kind of my playing background. Um, as for my experience with soccer from a professional standpoint, as in a working standpoint, I have done a ton of work with media operations for various MLS and international events. So I have worked uh, media ops for the gold cup games that were here in Charlotte at make of America stadium last summer, right? Yeah, that was last summer. Uh, it was, um, the Mexico game, Mexico versus Martinique. It was like a three, two thriller. It was crazy. Uh, and then it was, uh, Cuba versus, uh, Canada and Canada beat the crap out of them. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was there for that. And then, um, following up on that, I got an opportunity to work the MLS all-star game last summer down in Orlando. Mm. So I worked media operations for that. I saw Nani hit the crossbar and the MLS yeah. all-star skills challenge. I saw the homegrown game and I saw the actual all-star game. So that was a pretty cool experience. And then this summer I spent the whole month of July working the entire group stage of the MLS's back tournament mm-hmm. in Orlando. So I was one of the privileged few, I guess, that yeah, actually yeah. got to see those games in person, which yeah. was such a crazy life experience. And being field level and watching that many MLS games, I mean, it just gives yeah. you such an appreciation for 
the level of physicality, the, mm-hmm. the speed of the game. Yeah, because getting that's to like, hear people talk, yeah. the communication from the goalkeeper, the amount of Spanish that was spoken. Yeah. Awesome experience. Yeah, because that's always like um, a point of contention when, right. when I'm talking about MLS. It's like, oh, well, like it's not the Premier League, mm-hmm. it's not La Liga or yeah. Bundesliga. And it's not, but it, the speed not. of play and the yeah. pay, and the level of play is still quite exactly. quite, quite high yeah, so, compared to what I can do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so coming from like D2 soccer yeah. um, compared to MLS, I mean, I, I guess that would be somewhat equivalent to MLS going to Bundesliga. Yeah. So there's still like a level of respect and, and everything yeah, there. Yeah. 100%. But so that's me and Matt's background from a soccer standpoint and from just a general life standpoint. Um, So what we really want to hit on with a lot of our podcast guests, anyone we have on here for an interview, we feel like everyone has that origin story Mm -hmm. that they, you, everyone has that one memory where you became a fan of soccer, right? Not playing, not as a player, not as a coach, not as a professional working in it. Everyone has that one moment where they became a fan of the game. Yeah. Um, and so, Matt, go ahead and share your story. Yeah, yeah. So for, for me, um, I mean, sports was always huge in my family. Um, and so every Saturday morning, I'd wake up early and just be eating breakfast and see what whatever TV um, was on. And so flipping, I mean, it was always like college game day for, for football in the fall and everything like that. Right. Um, and so I was just flipping through the channels one day and, um, I, I just happened to like pop onto like a Chelsea versus Arsenal game. I think it was like 2008 or, or something. So you were like nine years old or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like nine and, um, I was just chowing down on my bowl of cereal (laughs) just by myself in the kitchen and, and yeah, uh, I just watched it and I was just so enthralled. Like I was, I think it was Drogba and Lampard during their like heyday. Right. Um, and then Michael Essien and, and stuff. What and, a team that and was. And then you had like the waning, like Arsenal side, um, you know, Thierry Henry and mm-hmm. all the stars, like kind of phasing out the from back, there. That's the back end of the Invincibles right yes, there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and I think think they had either just moved to the emirates or were preparing to so okay. there was like a big like uh restructuring of the club yeah but uh yeah i think it was like 3-1 chelsea so i i shouldn't be a chelsea you should, fan you should be a chelsea but, fan. uh but no yeah I, I i just fell in love with arsenal and and that moment like i was like oh this is really cool and then the next morning i woke up and it was before church so i was just like eating my bowl of cereal and flipped onto the tv the channel again and there was a different game and i was like oh wow like this is awesome and and so it just kind of like snowballed and right then 2010 um we had the world cup where landon donovan and uh the, uh, the, the infamous game against, against ghana no algeria out Al- Oh, Algeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that goal against Algeria, I can still watch that back and it gives me chills. Yes, exactly. And uh, I remember watching that on vacation um, with my brothers and we were all just like screaming. And and that's kind of how they sort of got into soccer a little bit more. Um, but yours all came from that Saturday morning. Yes. Eating your bowl of cereal. Yeah. You just happened to turn on Chelsea Arsenal and it just snowballs yes. from there. So it wasn't necessarily like a light switch, like, oh, I'm a ludicrous, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, soccer fan where I'm watching every game or whatever and following yeah. them. I mean, I didn't have like an iPhone or an iPod touch back then or whatever <laughs> to keep up with everything. Yeah. But, but yeah. And then 
I mean, as I started getting more into soccer in middle school, it was like every FIFA me and my brothers would play and yeah. just binge that. And, and that's when I got to really expand my knowledge of uh, soccer in terms of the different leagues and players and, and stuff. So mm-hmm. playing with Real Madrid with Kaká or I, I remember and I think it was FIFA 11 freaking David Villa. Uh, was the cheat code? You would shoot with him from There's half field. There's always the one cheat code yeah, player. You, yeah, you, you would shoot from with him from half field, and, it, and the goalkeeper yeah. would be off his line. And so my brother would just beat me relentlessly with <laughs> David Villa. Um, and so uh, then I started really investing into Arsenal about like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. And ever since then, it's every transfer update I know, and then it's just gotten to an unhealthy level with right. like all of the Premier League. Like I can list you. Being an Arsenal fan is a yeah. tough existence as well. That hasn't yes. helped you. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that uh, all being said, uh, that's pretty much been my start. And it was just a catalyst to yeah. something that I never really dreamed of being as important to me. Um, as it is now. Yeah. yeah. My, how, about, my, how about yourself? Yeah, my story's uh, pretty similar in the fact that it wasn't exactly a light switch, but it I can look back at this one point, and that's where it all started. Uh, so go back to 2009, so about a year after you had your kind of first experience. Yeah. Um, MLS Cup playoffs. I'm sitting in the living room, probably eating dinner or something, and watching sports on the TV with my yeah. dad and we started watching MLS Cup playoffs uh, because they were probably on ESPN or something mm-hmm. like that and this was the year that Real Salt Lake went on this crazy Cinderella run they got into the playoffs uh, on the last day of the regular season they were the bottom seed they came in and they upset the defending champions in the first round and they won a penalty shootout over Chicago Fire in the second round and then played against uh um, the LA Galaxy, the biggest team yeah. in MLS was at that, that point. Beck- Beckham, yeah, was Beckham was there. Okay. Donovan was there. And then you've just got this Real Salt Lake team with just a lot of like lowly players. Their whole ethos was the team is the star. That was their motto. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then they drew 1-1 and won that in a penalty shootout too. So I watched RSL win two back-to-back penalty shootouts to win their first MLS Jeez. Cup. Um, it was crazy. That yeah. that was back when MLS Cup was on neutral venues. Okay. So it was at CenturyLink Field in Seattle. Very cool. And I have this really vivid memory of watching warm-ups and the Seattle fans are oh. just packing yeah. out this neutral venue. So there was like barely any RSL LA Galaxy fans. It was all these, <laughs> it was like, it was like, 46,000, yeah. I think, yeah, I looked it up. It was 46,000 like, fans in here, and you just heard them going like, Seattle, Sounders, oh, like back and forth during gosh. warm-ups. And I just remember my mind was just blown yeah, by is, this. That, yeah, I don't think you'd ever see anything like that in any other league worldwide oh, yeah. in terms of having like a final yeah. game like that. And, it and was the so fan crazy. The base isn't even like, reflective yeah. of like, the two teams. It was so, crazy. Like, what the so there's obviously a reason they don't do it like that anymore, but <laughs> yeah. um, it was uh, my imagination was captured by this rsl team that went on this cinderella run and yeah for sure they had awesome like jerseys and stuff and just everything about them inspired me you have kyle beckman running around in midfield with these dreadlocks, dreadlocks. and oh, nick yeah. romando and goal and they were just they just really inspired 10 year old me yeah. and so i started following them really casually at that point um kind of made them my favorite team in the mls yeah, app whenever yeah. i got my my whatever i had at the time ipod touch or iphone or whatever yeah. you know and and then 
just kind of it kind of snowballed over time and now it's uh, kind of a similar existence to being an Arsenal fan it can be you're, you're supposed to be a little bit better yeah. but the budget it can be a little bit more limited yeah. they're a small market team and so it can be kind of a tough existence but yeah it, and it, especially it, recently um, yeah. if I think anyone who's American and in the sports world would probably know all the controversy going around RSL that's oh a yeah different episode yeah that's a whole yeah. different episode but um, if you don't know what I'm talking about just Go Google Real Salt Lake That's uh, owner. Even, yeah, you don't even need to look Probably, up Real Salt Lake. Yeah, it, just, you'll, you'll get like maybe some highlights from their game yeah. against like Portland or whatever. Yeah, but, and you'll yeah. see what we're talking about. So the organization's not doing great. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I even my aunt uh, takes me and my brother. Uh, she told us that she would take us wherever we wanted for our um, graduation trip after high school. And I chose to go to Utah. <laughs> and oh, we went to fun. Salt Lake City and I saw my first Real Salt Lake game in person. Um, yeah. So we're talking nine years after I first fell in love with the team is the first time I got to watch them Very in cool. person, yeah. um, which is crazy, but yeah. it kind of shows exactly why we're starting this podcast and the difference between our stories yeah. shows exactly why we're starting this podcast. There's fans yeah. like myself that my origin story was Real Salt Lake. So I fell in love with MLS and Real Salt Lake first. Yeah. And then because I'm a soccer player, I ended up following European leagues mm-hmm. as well. But I never had a team that it never meant that much fan culture wise to me. Whereas yeah. your origin story, just f- because of a fortuitous exactly. uh, set For of circumstances, reason, yeah. became what it is. Uh, and so you've been this big European soccer fan and you've never had a reason to to watch major league yeah. soccer that i mean sure you follow it casually and stuff yeah. but you never had a reason like i did i mean there was no before atlanta United is a recent expansion team and they i i tried that was a big one for me too because yeah. i remember when they got announced and i was in high school i think it was a sophomore or junior and right. i was like oh very cool like we got because like for people in the carolinas you'll know like we've never had an mlb team and so like people hook everyone, onto the atlanta braves yeah exactly yeah. so i grew up watching the braves and like love watching freddie freeman and all those people um with my dad and stuff and and that was like the extent of it i mean i'm a hornets fan i'm a panthers fan like i'm not messing with the hawks or the falcons they can go like yeah do whatever <laughs> um i i'm like diehard i'll suffer as a hornets fan and a panthers fan but yeah so like i mean i had charleston battery nearby but i mean that's like usl and you, it's very hard to follow and get updates on like games and stuff this right I mean, at least on the platforms that i use so like bleacher report and and stuff like that exactly um so i mean i went to go watch a couple games i mean i played games there um for a club and um and i i, I did go see west brom they played um Charleston Battery and like a preseason game yeah. in the summer and so that was really fun that was like my first professional game that I went to go watch saw Real Salt Lake play um actually I'll correct myself the first time I saw Real Salt Lake play in person was actually at Blackbaud Stadium in Charleston oh very South cool. Carolina at the Battery Stadium um because they used to have that big preseason tournament every year where these investors right. came in yeah and I saw and I've still got Which I've got I this old yeah. I've got this old Charleston Battery jersey that's got Kyle Breckerman and Ned Grabo voice signatures on it I very pulled it cool. out the other day and found it yeah and had I, have, I have a about couple it, of their training jerseys uh, yeah. that I got um and yeah they're pretty quality looking yeah. too but, but I mean yeah. like you're saying now people finally have a reason 
like a yes. very good reason to turn back to MLS because exactly. we've got a team coming in. If you don't know, Charlotte FC 2022. Yes. They were supposed to be 2021, so unfortunately they've pushed that back to 2022 yeah. because of fallout of the um, COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. Just want to give them a little bit more time to be able to sign players and everything because the whole player market is just a crap show yeah. right now. And so, even like establishing infrastructure with yeah. backroom staff, front All office that members. So um, understandable. So uh, obviously it will not, will not be coming in this coming season. They will be coming in 2022, which gives us plenty of time yeah. to familiarize ourselves with the league, exactly. start figuring out who are the teams we hate, who are the teams that are okay, yeah. what's where do we think Charlotte FC is going to be in the hierarchy of all this kind of stuff, and start educating people like, what is MLS and how exactly. is it different from these leagues that you may have followed, whether that's La Liga or the Premier League or whatever it is. Or if you haven't followed soccer before and now you're coming over from NBA or NFL or MLB or you're just an American yeah. sports fan, but you're like, hey, this team's going to be here. I've got a reason to support them. Exactly. I want to learn a bit about it. That's why we're here. Yeah, so. yeah. It's like that that clout coming in with like a big MLS. I mean, at least in Charlotte, there's a big unveiling. It was all in the Charlotte Observer. Yeah. And, um, and, and I had people that I knew who were like, oh, there, there's a new MLS team in town, right? What, what's that about? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I know, I know like the owner is David Tepper, you know, the richest owner in the NFL, what have you. Also the and, owner of the Carolina Panthers. Yes, uh, um, pa- Panthers owner. And so I knew that stuff. And, yep. and I mean, uh, other than that, I couldn't give them much information. And they're right. like, you're the soccer dude. <laughs> like, like why, why, why can't you just give us any info? And, um, and so, yeah, so like, I mean, it, it'll be nice to give people an outlet so that, you know, if like, like, like what we said for a person like me, who's familiar with soccer, but on a European um, side of it, or even South American or just world soccer in general, because yep. I feel like at least Liga MX in Mexico and yeah. MLS are kind of anomalies when it comes to like structure of the leagues and stuff. Yeah, for um, sure. But but then yeah, so it, it'll be nice for people who aren't familiar with MLS but familiar with soccer. But then more importantly, for people who just want to get on board with soccer, because there's a big percentage of Americans who will watch the World Cup, and obviously the last World Cup was very difficult since the U.S. did not qualify. Yeah, moment of silence. Back a bit. Yeah, moment of silence. Yeah. Okay, and moving cool. forward, uh, <laughs> and so there's always like clout, like build up around that. And I, I feel like there's probably like a spike in MLS interest afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, the women's national team as well. Right. Um, yeah. So and, yeah. that's basically, that's where we're going with this. So what this podcast is, well, first what it is not, it is not going to just be a reaction pod. No. I think there are plenty of those out there. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to hear two 21-year-old college students, I think, uh, mm-hmm. s- tell you what we think of the games. There's uh, exactly there, there's plenty of podcasts with some resident experts yes. and much more qualified people to do those things. Yeah. And and feel free, like that's the great part about soccer. Talk yeah. with it your with your friends, not necessarily yeah. with a podcast or something uh, yeah. or at least like from us. Yeah. Like, you know, go go talk with your friends and be yeah. like, "Do you see that Real Salt Lake like yeah. Portland's game or or, or whatever?" Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and look, we'll we'll do a reaction pod here and there we'll do some predictions and stuff and and some postseason reactions and we'll do some stuff here and there to have a little bit of fun with it but that's not the bread and butter of the podcast so what we're going to do is we're going to start off our first five episodes uh with our mls 101 mini series Mm -hmm. so basically mls like we mentioned before is 
hands down got to be the weirdest league in the in the world yes um especially like this side of uh the hemisphere i mean maybe there's some like crazy stuff going on in like kyrgyzstan or something but <laughs> i don't know a lot about that so of the leagues i know yeah mls is just crazy crazy roster rules um we've got a salary cap crazy travel i mean you're talking a huge huge country yeah. to get cross country we're not just hopping on a bus to get to the other side of the country you're yeah, talking it's not like a two-hour like train rides yeah. to your next game like it is in england yeah. or, or yeah whatever. exactly and, and you're talking just weird ownership groups weird rules a weird history i mean if you look yeah. up like mls circa 2001 yeah. you're gonna get some weird yeah, just stuff. look up mls penalty shootout uh, like when the they had the, yeah. yeah i mean there was a time when mls had these penalty shootouts where you started basically at half field and like, you had like, like an like, nhl like yeah a, like it's, a, a, it's, a, it's a, like hockey a hockey style shootout, shootout. Yes. they did they actually did that in a major sports league yes and everyone was like what are we doing here obviously it's not like that anymore we're no. kind of beyond that yeah mls is now in line with fifa and ifab uh their yeah. the rules are in line with all that kind of stuff but you're talking about a really weird league here that's done some weird stuff we've got playoffs which our european soccer fans might not be as familiar with yeah more um, like champions league yeah it's like champions league melded into a yeah. national league so just some yeah. weird stuff right so we're going to do five episodes that let you know everything you need to know from the teams to the players to the coaches to the weird salary roster rules to mm-hmm. uh the weird special competitions here like yeah. mls all-star game concap champions league we're going to give you the overview on all yeah. of that and, and importantly like uh, to know like i'm not familiar with like half of that like i i, I yeah. might know on like a very surface level of like okay right. i know that the mls has like an allocation budget similar to what like the nba has or i mean i guess they aren't as strict with theirs because yeah. people are getting like hundreds of millions uh like out of the wazoo but more revenue. like nfl nfl is a lot more strict with their um salary caps yeah, and exactly um and, and stuff like that so it, it's more similar to that compared yeah. to something in europe that's a lot more yeah. f- like free market so Matt is going to be our stand-in audience member, basically. Yes, pretty much. He knows a bit. I know a lot. So I'm going to be bringing a lot of the content. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to have my whole set of research out here, and I'm going to be going through this overview, and Matt is going to sit along right with you guys and ask, hopefully, the questions that you guys have, yeah. because... As a really into it MLS fan, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And sometimes I can just gloss over things and Matt's probably gonna make me back up and be like, wait, exactly. wait, 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 what is yeah, that? Like it's something so, that's small, like a small like inkling or, or whatever, right. like detail might be just relatively unimportant to you, but yeah. that might just ring some way to me and hopefully the listeners um, exactly. ear. And then we can like clarify topics um, as we go along. So that's going to be pretty entertaining. Matt's going to be kind of going on that journey uh, with all the rest of you and learning about the league a bit. So that's going to be a fun time. After we finish that, then we're going to move into more what our show is going to be long term. Yeah. Um, So, Matt, you want to tell a little bit about what we're going to be doing long term? Yeah. So um, and like we said, instead of being like a reaction pod, um, we're we're one of the kind of delve like into the soccer culture of America, because I think that's something that's very controversial um, in terms of the identity of it, because you have people that are like, oh, well, we have a very large um, Hispanic population. And so we want something that's a little bit more South American in terms of like or Latin American. Yeah. Yeah. Latin American and and what have you. And so we want to have like that type of culture and 
then we have people that are like, oh no, European soccer is like the pinnacle of everything. So we need to have something like that. And, um, and then it's like, at the same time, it's like, we're American. Why can't we have our own like unique soccer identity? And that's something that's very much put down, like, and and we're very much self self conscious of uh, to an extent. Like when we say, oh yeah, I love soccer. Like even like at Queens on our own team, people, no one calls it really soccer. Uh, We have people from England, Spain, Germany, um, Brazil, Brazil and, and stuff. And I mean, obviously they don't call it soccer. Yeah. And, and so like, we'll, we'll say something and we obviously get like this stare from them maybe, or maybe not even, we just yeah. think that they're looking at us different. <laughs> um, but, but anyways, looking at like, uh, cultural stories or looking at like, um, developments within like the Carolinas. So like Charlotte independence yeah. is like a, I guess, minor league. Um, if you can hear my air quotes yeah. that I'm doing, uh, <laughs> as I say that, um, a team here in Charlotte, but like where we can look at, well, what does Charlotte FC like mean to the, um, future of, yeah. uh, independence? Cause I mean, that's their whole market share just like definitely, uh, disrupted or how does Charlotte FC like, um, utilize its partners and, uh, uh, like make partnerships with like lower teams, um, to, to send players to d- develop or, yeah. or what have you. So and like, what are people doing in the community what does um the supporters group look like there are going to be a lot of just individual personal stories just the personal journeys that people have had in our own communities that are probably really fascinating but no one's ever given it airtime and and that's really what we're trying to do we're going to be try to be a bit interview based bring guys in bring people in and let them tell their stories. I mean, think 30 for 30 or E60. Those are the types of stories that we're looking to find here. And whether Mm -hmm. that's an individual story, whether that's a business story, whether that's a a media story, whatever that is, we're just looking for for those and Mm -hmm. trying to tell those stories. And I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And and to give context to to the audience, um, so Will and I were supposed to um, right. be taking, well, we, we took a course uh, in the spring um, and we we're supposed to be going on a trip to conduct um, business analytics and storytelling research for the Olympics in Tokyo um, through our school. And so we are spo- like not sponsored, but partnered with like NBC Broadcasting. Yep. And so we are going to be like on site conducting our own um, research project, which we pretty much yeah. were doing for the entirety of the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, and just like doing all of the work except for the like groundwork yeah. uh, that the, we would be doing. The in idea Tokyo. was the idea was that we were going to come into Tokyo. We we're going to spend two weeks there during the Olympics. Yeah. But while everyone is telling stories about what's actually happening on the field or on the court or whatever have you, we were going to be telling stories about the impact of having that major international event mm-hmm. on the city. So yeah. we were going to be in the streets. We weren't going to have press passes just no. covering, you know, the basketball final or whatever, exactly. or the, the hundred meter sprint. We were looking for the people, the small businesses, the mm-hmm. the little cultural stories. We were trying to look down those side streets and those mm-hmm. alleys that most people just walk past while they walk towards the stadium. Exactly. Uh, and that's what we were going to be bringing back here. And, and we had, a deal in place we were gonna get our stories published online and stuff yeah 
I was on more of the storytelling side. Yeah. Matt was on more of the business, business side. So like some yeah. of the stories that um, me and my group were looking into was uh, innovations in technology using the Olympics as like a platform to right. highlight that innovation in tech with like autonomous vehicles and Toyota and what have you. But continue. Yeah. No, I mean, for sure. And so that's, we kind of lost that opportunity a bit, yes. and, yeah. which was a little unfortunate, but one door closes, another door opens. Mm-hmm. We had the idea to come do this. Um, yeah. And funny enough, yeah. um, so it was, it was in the, I guess it was in July maybe, or yeah, um, like late July, early August. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I was working the summer. I, I work as a, a carpenter. And so I was at the shop doing a bunch of, um, just like milling work, doing a bunch of sanding. And so very monotonous, listen to podcasts like all over the spectrum from right. political commentaries uh, comedians or sports and uh and i was just like man i really missed out on this opportunity to go to tokyo i i, I want to get like this um opportunity to really like give my voice and opinion on like the business side because yeah. I, I was a sport management major and initially and i just love the business of sports and so i just on a whim just typed up this huge paragraph and yeah. uh, was like, well, I have this like amazing idea. I want to do a podcast and kind of do what we're going to do for Queens and Tokyo, but for MLS and told him the storyline that we've told you uh, at the beginning of the episode. And, and then I sent it. And then I, as soon as I pressed send, I was like, what did I just do? Like, <laughs> I was, I, I was like, Oh wow. I guess I'm com- relatively committed to this. I can't just be like, ah, oh, never mind. Like, Whatever. And I didn't even give him time to say never mind. I think I responded in like 10 minutes. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Let's do this now. Because uh, exactly. I'd always wanted to do something like this. As a communication major, I do a lot of multimedia projects and stuff like yeah. that. And I'd always wanted to do a podcast, but I never had something that I felt like was worthy of adding to the space. Yeah. Uh, and then Matt had this brilliant idea. Yeah. Um, and we've had good chemistry and we had this this great idea to yeah. do something a little bit different in this soccer podcast yeah because space. I, th- I think so. within our own friend group we we have i mean it's very much european soccer heavy oh, and yeah. and then we'll Some chelsea watch, fans yeah, arsenal fans we were watching so. like I think it was in the fall last year. Yeah. We, we were watching some, uh, we were watching RSL uh, and the playoffs and, and what have you. And so we were all like together and everyone was pretty well clueless. And, yeah. and uh, other than yourself, obviously. Yeah. And, and I just found myself trying to like, educate everyone exactly. at one time during rsl's playoff yeah game about so while like he's what like, was going yeah, on bemoaning like conceding a goal yeah. or just like really bad possession yeah. or like something like that he's also like taking the time like okay i gotta explain to you who these people are yeah. and like uh, and their background and, and right. what have you yeah so it, it was like nice um i thought like when i was thinking of the idea in terms of my story i was like who would be a good co-host who would be someone that obviously knows like how to yeah. do a, a podcast i mean i'm a business major not a communications major um and and so i mean obviously like we have good conversations talking about mls relatively because I, I feel like i'm the most interested out of our friend group yeah. who's not like actually invested in mls at this yeah. current point 100%. in time so it, it just felt like a natural um conclusion to be like oh will will would be like the perfect yeah, person absolutely so then we uh started researching equipment bought our equipment started figuring out hammering down the details of what we wanted to do and basically just shared all of that uh, in the previous 30 minutes here with you guys exactly um, so schedule wise uh, we are going to be releasing weekly episodes um probably on Sundays. So we're releasing a new episode every Sunday. Um, So 
Anything you want to add, Matt? Yeah, and maybe like the odd, um, like I know for MLS playoffs, we're going to be releasing uh, an episode of like previewing that. And, yeah, and maybe some bonus episodes here and there. Exactly. If there's something that pops up that we're like, oh, dude, we, we, we got to like talk about this real quick. Yep. You know, we'll, we'll have something like that, but obviously try and keep you all updated on our um, social media um, accounts um, like in the meantime. But yeah, yeah. obviously. So. To wrap it up, um, it would be a huge help if you guys can please listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us on social media and stay up to date with everything we're doing, um, check out the show notes for this episode uh, for links to our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you know anyone that would be interested in learning more about MLS or learning more about soccer cultural stories that they think you think this podcast would be good for them. Please share it with them. Um, we'll include some resources for you to be able to share it really, really easily. Yeah. Um, and that is pretty much it. Yeah. And if there's like any like more business related questions or details about the podcast or anything um, y'all want to talk to us about and more linked, you can obviously uh, DM us or email us uh, or email um, <laughs> us at, uh, at what the FC podcast at gmail.com um, yep. so that we can, you know, talk to you uh, and, and kind of like a more professional or more like in depth um, manner. Yeah, absolutely. So, Until next time, my name is Will Martin. And I'm Matt McCutcheon. And this is What the FC.